Wardcast episode 240. Go! Go! I'm Dylan Vento, and today I'm joined by Nelson W. Johnson. Hello. Uh, it's going to be a two-man show today. Two-man show. Two-man show. Not not going to be joined by one Alexander Damroth. Um, there's a current... Uh, uh, he's either happily with family or unhappily scared about his health. He has a little health scare, um, and we wish him the best. Hope there are a lot of... Uh, uh false or, or true true negatives true negatives in, in his his future i was gonna say hope there's a lot of false positives like nope don't nope, want that wait, hold on don't <laughs> also uh, stressful yeah um, i um yeah. i have not been tested nelson you i just got, went test. and got tested yesterday i am negative i am covid negative covid clear covid clear i wish this country was covid clear i mean you know we won't be i don't know see the new predictions no. Oh, was that the four hundred thousand number? Yeah, by January first. It even broke it down into a certain number of people who will be infected without masks, and a certain number of people who will be infected with masks. Where it was like, look, even if you have a mask, other people are going to screw you over. And it was like four hundred thousand without masks, one hundred thousand with masks, which is nuts. Which just tells me that for every four people, one person is wearing a mask, and that doesn't make me feel good. Shaking my head. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. It's it's progressively getting harder and harder to get mad, and more mm-hmm. so just, like, tired. I am, yep. Like, I, I'll, 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 I'll see all the anger mm-hmm. about this on Twitter, the justified anger, and I'll mm-hmm. be like, yeah, I agree. But I'm just so tired. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because it's like you, you can only yell at people, but so much. You can only try to calmly tell people something for so long. Yeah. And then you can't do anything. Right. Um, so starting this episode off real positive. Video <laughs> games. Um, they, they keep happening despite our current uh, global situation. Nelson. Hi. God, there's so many there's so many things we could we could touch on. I, you want to start with the the biggest triple A release? <laughs> is that of, what you want to do this week? Is that what oh, you want to yeah. do? Yeah, you let's let's do. jump into it. All right, uh, Nelson, Dylan, tell me about Marvel's Avengers. It's bad. Is it bad? I think it's actually bad. Okay, is it so, bad? Is so it like here's just, the thing: is it just straight up bad? It's not like I think it might uh, be. It's got some strong parts. It's got some weak parts. It's just bad. Let's let's do this kind of chronologically fine did you do the beta yes you 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 played the beta i pre-ordered the game on playstation 4 i own a playstation 4 pro because you need to get your boy because i need to get my boy either peter parker or miles Morales. it's going to be peter parker let's not it's absolutely going to be peter parker the game's out yeah the game is out um it is out to everybody watch it be uh fuck who's spider-man 2099 he has a really Um, dumb name something mcguire yeah, but does he have like a That's Hispanic? It's it's Hispanic and Irish. Um, Spider Man twenty ninety nine. Miguel, Miguel O'Hara. O'Hara. Miguel O'Hara. Which what? What a name! What a name! 
and we lo- we love to see it. Twenty ninety nine is wild. Um. All right. I played the beta. I was unhyped for the game, then hyped for the game, then pre-ordered the game. <laughs> played the beta. Perfect. I gotcha. Hated it. <laughs> Hated it. Um. We'll get into why in, in just a little bit, but uh, just put it down for a while and then just said like, all right, whatever. When the game comes out, maybe maybe I'll be wrong. Um, I'm not. <laughs> the game's still not good. So, okay, just like a top level view of what Marvel's Avengers is. Um, it is a game where you start playing as Kamala Khan. Um, something happens it, to the Avengers such that they disband and then years later, as Kamala Khan, you are tasked with um, going and finding them individually to bring them back together. Um, that involves switching characters. So you don't always play as Kamala. You might um, in the first in the, few hours in the of campaign. the campaign. In the campaign, yeah. Um, in the campaign, you start playing as Kamala and then they switch you over to the Hulk and then they switch you over to um, Tony Stark, Iron Man. And... I actually think that some of the ideas of the campaign are pretty good. Like Stark Industries is dissolved by AIM. Um, AIM takes over and AIM has all of the technology of Stark Industries, but none of the heart. Right. So none of they the morals. Are, none of the morals. Exactly. So they are like stockpiling weapons. They're building androids to like fight people or more specifically to hunt down in humans this game's world's version of mutants um because oh, that's, so it, so it's that mcu ish like it's, it's like straight up like MCU-ish. not not acknowledging the existence of x-men until the until the movies get to it and using in humans exactly placeholder that's interesting it's it's uh, so it's so weird because this game feels like it wants to not be the mcu but it doesn't work hard enough to do that why like, do you think why do you think it doesn't feel like it wants to be the mcu because my impressions just from casual observation from like trailers and stuff seems like it it plainly wants to be like the game version of the mcu i think that's i think that's fair it's and maybe it's that i think maybe crystal dynamics looked at this and said oh we should not make a game that that fits into the mcu because if we're trying to tell a big enough story it's not going to fit into the timeline that's that's what i'm thinking right well i I see it as like also visually it's it's like sure everyone just far enough away Oh, you mean even beyond like the non-identical? Yeah, I mean like the art direction designs. of the of sure. the costumes. Yeah. Well, um, I mean it. it, it I, when I see I, when I say I view this as like an MCU, a game MCU, it's like oh, this is like Earth Two, right? Like I don't expect oh, yeah. it to be something that like fits into the actual mm-hmm. canon of the films, but I do see it as like oh, okay, like if you want like if you want something that like treats. If you want that style of storytelling that the MCU mm-hmm. tackles, where it's mm-hmm. like, I don't know, pre- prestige films or like, I, I don't know, I don't know how you just, I mean, they're not prestige films. Maybe popcorn flicks is a better description, but like movies that build over over like a multi film arc and yeah. do all this stuff, and you know, have yeah, I, I, in that in that sense, in this in the sense of this being Earth Two, you're 100 percent right. Yeah, like I don't think it's like oh, and then while during 
you know, between Infinity War and Endgame, like this is what mm-hmm. was. I don't, I don't think it's like literally something yeah. like you, you, you can insert chronologically into that timeline. Yeah, it, it is definitely like, hey, we're going to set up our world. I don't know how much reach outside of Crystal Dynamics, Square Enix specific Marvel games this is ever going to get because like Spider Man right. is not in the same universe. Which is a shame because I think that would have worked. That would have paired really well. It would have paired um, really well. I mean, I think it would have been hard to do given the fact that Spider-Man is only available on one of the three platforms. Yeah. yeah. But also, like, like that's that's what the MCU touts, right? It's the mm-hmm. the, the 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 cinematic the universe. And yeah. if you had games that were doing that, I think people it would, would be, be fucking like, cool. It'd be cool. Like you have a Black Panther game over here that it people can so play. Cool. Um, I don't know a x-force I, I don't know yeah well, <laughs> for some like, reason my brain my brain went to like what's a suicide squad equivalent of the of marvel dude yeah. an x-force game would actually be really really cool and now i wish they had made that instead because my all right where where were we in terms of breaking down why i hate this game all right well so you described like you play as kamala and then you plays the hulk and then you plays mm-hmm. iron man and that's and, all fine uh-huh but it's the playing as part that really really bums me out so like i i have it i have it broken down here into four reasons why i think this game is not good and for the record i considered that i might be getting triple a fatigue and i and and dylan and i had a conversation about this yesterday i don't know if that's the case anymore i think the game might just be bad because like i was i was trying to play it again and and i still had the same thoughts um so we started talking about narrative and i think it's fine I think some of it is interesting. I think the setup of the narrative is interesting. I think how, the delivery isn't great. How spoilery do you want to get? Because maybe we should. We should. I'm only put a few that hours in. out. Okay. Yeah. So, so like maybe first impression spoilers at most. Yeah, we'll say that. So that. we'll say like first five to seven hours in. Okay. Because um, like the 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 disbandment of the Avengers, like that's what they were. All their marketing stuff was that, right? It yes. was the, the A-Day stuff, mm-hmm. and then they blow up the helicarrier with Cap mm-hmm. on board, and mm-hmm. that causes mm-hmm. their... And their then the Terrigen mist gets out. San Francisco is is destroyed. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah, okay. that's what that is. Right. Um, I, 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 had no, I didn't know there was an Inhumans angle to this, so I was yeah. curious if yeah. Terrigenesis well, the, was going the to thing come is, into like, play. It's weird because the Inhumans, they are called the Inhumans... Um, by the public oh that's weird because it because again this is like their input for mutants but the inhumans are also a royal family of of inhuman right. superpowered individuals so like right. it's like weird the, the that comic this is book happening. inhumans are specifically like black bolt and yes his family and medusa and his family yeah or their right. family um so anyway uh but i do think that like it's it's kind of cheesy. Like the game is actually like kind of corny. Like in a good way? No. <laughs> oh, okay. Everything Kamala says is fine. I think I think her voice act actor is great. I think the mannerisms that like the mocap put in are great. Um I think Nolan North and I'm always going to Troy Baker are are perfectly fine. <laughs> and the other Nolan North. Yeah, Nolan North and Nolan North Jr. Um, <laughs> Blonde Nolan North um, are fine. Shittier opinion, Nolan North. 
I think there's a part in the in the very beginning where, and again, this is like, oh, interesting concepts. Because of what happened to Captain America, the Hulk is depressed. So the Hulk has not gone out of being the Hulk for five years. So when Wait, Banner, like he doesn't turn into the Hulk, he doesn't for five turn years? into okay. no, he doesn't turn into Banner for five years. Oh, okay, I got you. So Banner has to do math in his head the first time you meet him, and it's like, oh, this is like it's actually well acted, and then the rest of the game happens, <laughs> which is just not exceptionally well presented. I think there are thing there are moments that are well acted that are screwed over because of the presentation of the game. I, I have questions, but I want you to get through your. Okay, all right, all right. We'll, your we'll, we'll get through first. this other stuff. Um, I think the systems are awful. I have if you if you just go look up any screenshot of the gear menu, that should tell you kind of everything that you need to know. It's overly complicated, especially when the minute to minute interactions of the game are so simple. Um, the gameplay loop is usually walk into a place, hold square in an elevator, stand there, beat up people open chess, stand and defend like a very small circle. So all the cool combos that you want to do, you will immediately be taken out of your objective area and then screwed over, um, which I just don't, I don't understand. By, uh, so like there's like a ring you have to stand in for yeah, the objective. But it's so small. To it's, fill. it's really, really small. Um, I don't know if you other- saw the, the Imran Khan was showcasing like a lot of the, the subtitling is also really bad. The subtitling is not great. I, I used the subtitles on the when I was playing the beta and then turned them off for this because it was just like, this is not this doesn't seem great. Um but so back to that the gear menu. They give you dozens of options for gear. They also give you a button that just equips the best gear. So why are you giving me dozens of options for gear if you're just going to also give me an auto replace button? It's a fair it's a fair point, but man, as someone that's super utilitarian about like my my gear in in RPG like games, I'm I'm so for that cuz I hate doing the fucking compare and Upgrade. contrast to what's well, like the two two, two tool tips that show up and you're like, "All right, well this one has better strength, but this one has better agility." And like, mm. you know it'd be cool. Just don't have, just don't have. Yeah, the I was about to say the game. no, no gear system. Yeah, just no gear system. But then, what are they supposed to sell you? Just give me the skill set system. No, but what are they supposed to microtransact? Oh, I you? hate, I hate. Yeah, the fact that this game has a battle pass is fucking absurd. Um, just ridiculous. But so yeah, we we talked about the gameplay. That that was my second point, or my technically my third. We already talked about campaign. Um, yeah, it's boring. Uh, the camera is garbage. I think that just needs to be called out. Like, it's way too close and doesn't actually track the combat enough. You can zoom it out and you can you can zoom it out and you can adjust how hard it tracks action. And it still isn't all that great. And I, I say all of this because, like, at the heart of the game, it just feels and I have only used this term for, like, two other games, one of them being the first Darksiders. This game is aggressively mediocre it is mechanically better than ultimate alliance 3 i said it is just as frustrating it's yeah that's the thing is like you get over this very low bar but then everything else just drags it back down and it makes it not fun to play it feels like instead of making you quote unquote feel like the superhero they just gave you 
toys and then said go run with it Mm -hmm. and it doesn't feel good (laughs) like it just doesn't feel good Mm. last point and this is more of a general thing i don't understand why you would give me 4k mode or high performance mode when both of them are going to be super fucking choppy on a ps4 (laughs) pro like it got to the point where if i go to high performance mode yes it's still choppy yes it runs smoother everything looks awful like iron man's suit looks like the worst unreal engine texture pop-in from like og gears of war is this ue i'm sure it is i i don't even know i mean you probably saw the splash screen yeah but i probably just blacked it out of my out of my uh mine because i was so disappointed by it Uh, i don't know man like it's just it's just it's weird that that we have such a perfect example of one the other one being zack snyder's justice league such a perfect example (laughs) of the more you throw money at something it will not get better (laughs) sure like you cannot throw enough money at something to make garbage into gold and i i feel bad that i'm trashing the game like this but i just think it was if they had focused on making a campaign they might have had something really 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 good but i think this like campaign and multiplayer where you upgrade your avenger and you can play against or play alongside other people's versions of their avengers is Fine in concept, really bad in execution. All right, so I've got I got a couple questions. Please, um, thank you, thank you for yeah. disseminating that. And the gear is not even cosmetic, <sighs> which is weird. Like weird. I feel like why why would you not do that unless also it's... Hulk's not wearing gear. <laughs> He's wearing pants, which are get which your red Verizon cosmetic pants, upgrade. So cosmetics and Wait, gear are totally separate. separate. From what? Cosmetics are the things that you pay uh, microtransactions for. So they're like, this, this is what you they're predicted, skins. right? They, they are the, the, the shaders, the yeah. Destiny 2 shader style. But bad, because you can't even, like, it's it's a, um, oh, what do they call it? In Destiny 2, when something is, um, when you have, like, a legendary version of it, ornament. Uh, uh-huh. It's not even shaders, it's ornaments. Because it's just like, I replaced this entire costume with another one. Not... Right, I want to change the color of my Iron Man suit. But but in Destiny, you can do that per item slot. Per right? item. And I just saw that there might be a way to do that. But the way they introduce everything is so garbage. Like, we can... Sorry, we should get to your questions. I, I, I have... I'm not inherently opposed to, like, a loot system in a game. Like, I've definitely played a fair share of... World of Warcraft and RPGs in general, like I can, I can get into a loot system. Um, I think as as time only goes on, I feel like I've never seen like a non RPG studio really handle loot very well. Yeah. It's just like we did the loot, just like yeah. the MMOs do, and it's like yeah, but you did it bad. You did it really bad. Nothing feels different in this game. But but I'm not I'm not inherently opposed to it but i do think those those loot screens like the the progression screens in this game just look incomprehensible like it's just like hieroglyphics to me because it's just there's just so much going on and i can only assume that they don't like you said aren't 
good at communicating Mm -hmm. what all those things mean um all right so 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 do you like the tomb raider games the crystal dynamics tomb raider games i like the first one a lot yeah i am still in the progress of or in the process of playing the next two i've only ever played the first one i like the action don't like the story i think the story is dumb um that's fair i i I think i liked the story if i'm trying to remember i like the ending of it (laughs) There's the, where she finally like gets the, her two pistols. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. No, I, I like I, the part I, where it gets mystical. I think I think it was mostly the 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 uh, the character um, mm-hmm. motivations, and it gets just because it gets real screwy because it's like it's basically like a it's like almost like horror-y like we're yeah. trapped on this island kind of thing. Yeah, and some of the character mode, like they like people decide to stay and then they decide to leave and then decide to stay again. I don't know. It's been a while since I played it, but I was like mm. this. This is this dumb. Seems weird. Yeah. Um. Okay. And this game doesn't really play like those. Like, I mean, it's not as it's not as slippery. I think as that. It's like kind of more of that chunky, like rough I think and tumble this beat could em up. Be slip- more slippery. Right. I and wish like, this game was faster. Given Everything what I've seen, slow. it's like cap or whatever. Like, you know, meaty fist, meaty fist, mm-hmm. meaty fist. Every, okay, every hit and then is combo. Meaty. Yeah. yeah. It's like a a decent amount of like delay between each hit Mm -hmm. from what I've seen. You can also get like knocked out of your animation because and this is this is this is another one of those like games as service with multiplayer are going to keep doing this. And I think it's really, really not a good idea because Gotham Knights is doing the exact same thing. You can hit an enemy and they will not react because their HP is such that a normal hit's not going to do anything. So, like, if you hit an enemy in this, it's going to react differently from if you hit an enemy in Bayonetta or Devil May Cry. Wait. Because it's all numbers-based. So, like, you you need to hit a certain number before they actually get stunned. Because you're... Yes, because it's not... It's not like you have a light attack. Or you might have a light attack and a heavy attack. You have a light attack and a heavy attack, but, like, very often, it doesn't matter because they have super armor. Right. Because, or, or because that, it's all a numbers game. Right. Because it's because in like Arkham Asylum, his I don't remember if he have a, he has a light and heavy attack, but like his different different types of attacks have different utilities, whereas like mm-hmm. this is this one injures them or stuns them, this one mm-hmm. takes them down to the ground. Whereas yeah. in this it's this attack does X amount of damage and then this attack does two X amount of damage. And like it, it does get interesting when it's and the character, when it's a and character the enemies the enemies just respond to the amount of damage they take, not the type kind of attack of. you're doing. Yeah, for the most part, um, there are some times where it's like, oh, a heavy attack is going to do more damage, but it's not going to really do anything to the slightly bigger enemies. And there's every like there's tiny enemies which are just human humans. And then you fight androids, and then Puny, you fight I think, androids. is the the Marvel oh, well term. Said. Good, hey, <laughs> good Marvel reference. Um, Look at that. There's everything from puny humans to giant spider bots, and it doesn't. There are so many levels in between that, as you defeat each one, you get a codex on it. And then I'm sure if I went to the codex and read more of it it would be like oh this is how you attack them i'm not doing that i'm not doing that for every fucking enemy so do you think that the format of this game like really negatively impacts it like the yes. fact that it is a loot yeah. like 
semi live game that yeah. and but you don't think if you just played this strictly as a single player game you would which is what you're doing right now but like that's not that's not doing it for you because because I'm, because I'm all of the loot does, stuff is still built into it okay but can you just like ignore that can't you just no. do the auto equip thing that the game is having you do and just be like all right the that you part could. of it's taken care of yeah so you could but so i believe there are three different ways to get loot chests which are just in the environment so like if you want a good one you might have to hunt it down but there's also like it's either oh it's shining white or it's shining gold those are the only two differences um is that an indication of like rarity or like yeah. quality of the loot in okay. terms of looking at the chest not the um not oh, the actual oh, oh, gear okay. the gear has like the full bullshit numbers of of common to legendary Epic, yeah yeah um, is it the same? Is it the regular color scheme? Is it green is uncommon, it's... blue is rare, purple is epic, orange or yellow is legendary? Yes. I, That's the thing is it's always the exact same setup. I'm fine with it. Honestly, like I'm fine <sighs> with it. Like like <sighs> it's it's I'm fine with it because it is just it is it's it's like it's like a button is jump, right? It's just like a, a piece of like player like shared knowledge that sure. like is not it's it's not the most offensive thing to maintain ac- across across the industry like i'm fine with it there's also a little bit of a nostalgia to it because again i played so much wow that yeah. it's like oh when i see a green item i feel this i get this much of a dopamine rush if i see a purple item i get this much of a dopamine rush um so i i don't know i like it it's 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 it gives me the warm fuzzies i i think this would not though because i don't think there's enough of a change between the gear no i don't think i care um, about the loot in this game like exactly. i said i haven't cared about loot in a game since fucking i don't know like probably Borderlands. But yeah yeah i guess but like even borderlands Bor- like changes how you play the game a little yeah, bit like borderlands has some utility utility to it but also like I don't know. There's so much else about Borderlands that drags that game down for me. That's like the no, fact that it has fair. loot in it doesn't really yeah. matter much. Um, but you can't. So you can sort of ignore it and then just do the auto equip because you do get gear after missions. But so many levels have. Well, every level has a mission power rating. So if you don't hit that mission power rating, the game is much harder and is the power rating strictly based off of your what gear. gear you have equipped yeah. do you have a level um i yes you have a level and your level is what unlocks your skills i believe but is the level based off of xp like XP. that you earn okay yeah so, so, it's you, not, so, so you have it's a skill like, set level and then a power level and your power level is gear okay so it's like one's so one is like destiny 2 light level and then the yep. other one other which is your power level and then the other one is like traditional jrpg yeah grind which level why why do we have both <sighs> i don't know because the light level sucks as like a concept it does so take that out and <laughs> no, then I just agree. have xp Wait, it's, i don't know i it's it's it especially because like it doesn't change much oh, it's, 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 i'm sorry you it can doesn't like, feel like it doesn't feel like a a triple a fatigue problem it feels like a triple a design fatigue problem yes. like it just feels like a bunch of kind of systems that never really mesh into anything and i hear people raving about the single player which is what makes me want to get into it i'm going Um, to finish the single player and then then i'll probably just give up so does the does the live action game insert itself at all into the single player like are those single player player like uh, missions things that you can group up and do together 
Yeah, okay. you can match make on the missions. But then they have separate like strike missions, missions where you can't match make. They're like iconic missions and it's and like, "Oh, we need to do this Iron Man storyline or this Hulk storyline." You do those solo? And you do those I believe solo. I think you might be able to do it with a friend. But when I when I jumped in, it just automatically jumped into a solo mission. Sorry, I just got I don't know if that picked up on the mic, but it didn't. I was sitting over here and then I heard like the first three notes of the Curb Your Enthusiasm <laughs> theme song. All right. <laughs> but it also sounded like live. Oh, so I don't know if my neighbor has like a tuba or something, but I just heard burr, 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 and I, I, like <laughs> I love that uh, there are certain notes that's just like that's what that is. Yeah. Well, if they it's got into like the xylophone trill, I would have been like, right, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I mean, it's like a trumpet or something, but like yeah. that's the hard part to replicate. The tuba part's easy. Wow. Uh, well, just like uh, wow. I mean, like with F mouth, tuba players is what Dylan Olvento just said. Yeah. Fuck those guys. Bass instruments. Fuck them. Yeah, this game's disappointing. That's a shame. That's a shame. I still am interested in. in checking it out i am less interested now but i'm gonna like i'm i'm <laughs> so i'm in my office and and it's just it's it's gabby and i was just like hey do you want to hang yep okay i figured out the problem i think my neighbor temporarily connected to my google home <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> and and they were uh, trying to watch Curvy enthusiasm using <laughs> my google home as a soundbar because my google home just yelled from the kitchen disconnected okay Okay. sorry no problem solved i love it yeah yeah um i literally asked gabby i was like hey do you want to hang out in the office and she said no (laughs) i can't be around you i can't be around you when you play this game that's what she said (laughs) i was like i was like because i'm because i'm because i'm an accommodating person i was like all right let me just like i just question so a the room's a mess right now and and she could have said that and i was like what would it how can i make this room more more comfortable to to guess and she literally said don't play avengers <laughs> why it's not good dude because she was like it's cringy she was she was like it's fucking cringy man and i and i hate that because i really i i love adaptations of things that are super geeky like i love comic book movies um because it's it's taking those those ideas that people normally want to have access to and then twisting it into being something more um consumable to the masses and if they want then they can get into the to the comic books this does not do that for anybody because it's so not it's so meh i mean i would argue the movies don't do that for people either. Like, I don't How dare treat, you. I don't treat the MCU as a gateway drug into reading Marvel comics, but that's fair. It at least makes you, it at least encourages you to care about the characters. That's fair. Yeah. And I don't think, I think Kamala Khan, I love her, but I think that is outside of like, I wish this was her game and her game only. I wish they just made a campaign. Yeah. I mean, that's when we were played as like, I don't give yeah. a shit about the live service stuff. And we were talking about, yesterday like how much you know how much this was or wasn't a decision on the part of crystal dynamics to make it a make it a live loot game a loot loot slasher what we call in looter looters that you don't actually shoot in 
Yeah, because it's mostly punching. Yeah. Uh, Pooter leader. I hate it. Po- <laughs> okay. Uh, a puncher, sluncher. Uh, um, oh, man, I almost had a, a wham, bam, loot you, ma'am. No, this is bad. A, uh, uh, a loot em up. No, it's also because... I don't hate... Oh, because that's a yeah, shoot em up. We, well, I was thinking beat em up, but yeah... Once you once you pull out the, the the important verb in that in that <laughs> name, you you get confused. Yeah, a beat a beat em loot. Uh, all right, I'll 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 look this up. Yeah, I'm gonna you, look you up workshop other words this. for this. Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, it's a shame. I see a lot of people like really raving about this story though, so I'm I'm super interested. I'm also, I, I guess, I'm curious if Disney at large is like taking any sort of notes from like people's positive response to Kamala in this. And like oh. thinking about the Miss Marvel show, be like, oh, I hope so. Okay, because okay. like you, do you like her performance? Yeah, I love it. I th- I think Kamala Khan is like actually. That's the thing is the presentation of the game endears you so much to the Avengers. I'm sorry, I completely skipped over this part. Um, but it's kind of important to understand why I'm so disappointed. The very beginning of the game endears you so much to the Avengers because you play as a young Kamala Khan on on what becomes a day, but it's supposed to be a a celebration of the Avengers and clean energy. Um, But she meets Thor and Iron Man and Black Widow and Captain America in very, in like really human cool ways where it is showing how much of a fan she is of the Avengers. Also, she like, she won a VIP seat by writing a really good fan fiction (laughs) and all of the Avengers are like, Oh, Kamala Khan, you're the one that wrote when I fought that like sewer rat or whatever. And even Black Widow breaks out of her being Black Widow to like chuckle with Kamala and like fist bump her. And that personality is just gone after the beginning because it gets so it gets so dire. Kamala Khan is the only person with any kind of like levity. I understand why. Sure. But it endears you so much to the Avengers and then it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like you are playing a game where they have lost a lot. It feels like you are watching them just deal with stuff. Interesting. Because then Tony Stark immediately jumps into like cracking jokes, which defense mechanism. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like his whole shtick. Yeah. But I feel like if you didn't, if you didn't know that a little bit, it's kind of, it's kind of weird to jump into, into this where there is such a massive thing that happened and yeah but it's I also don't care several about years anymore. removed though like not for the player but like yeah i mean they also had no, to I deal mean, with like, this. i mean like emotionally i just like i'm so removed from them because like sure. the endearing part was there and then they made me play the game that's okay yeah. um yeah kamala khan kamala khan um great I think I think the casting of Kamala Khan in the MCU is probably going to be like on the level of like casting of Spider Man probably like it's going to be yeah. like a huge thing because I mean like she's a fan favorite and she like yeah. people love her yeah also like the little touch when it's showing young Kamala Khan in the game she's wearing a Captain Marvel shirt and I'm like that's good that's good little it's good little reference yeah to it's, what she'll be it's also cool because they um. There are so many small touches, specifically in the campaign, especially in the cutscenes. And I wish it wasn't. 
I wish there weren't so many now play this part to get to the next cutscene. Like, oh, run across the rooftops to get to where you're going because you could have just had me go there. But um, but there's a part where they show the background of they show Kamala's room and it's like Captain Marvel costume back when she was Miss Marvel back when like it was uh like underwear, basically. But they even tweaked that suit to make it look more um more Combat realistic, focused. like they gave okay. her shorts and shit. And it's like, OK, cool. So she's got all this stuff in her room. She's got a room that's set up like mine where like I have all these bullshit posters. Um, I know what they are. I know what I am. Um, <laughs> I admit it. I admit it. But it's just like, man, I wish I wish you had just made a a more linear narrative game because this open world stuff is really bumming me out. I don't like traversal in this game. It's interesting because they made a big deal about like the different ways the characters traverse. Um, have they made a big deal? I mean, like in like that last war table, they're like, okay, this is how Black Widow traverses stuff. And it's basically like Spider-Man swinging. And then this is how Kamala and Hulk traverse. And it's like big, long range leaping. Um, and then Iron Man flies, of course. Yeah. Thor flies. Yeah. It's, I think it's fine. But the thing is, uh, Kamala, Kamala traverses very similarly to Black Widow. Um, and then also has jumps like that's that's the biggest difference because they both do the like I'm going to I'm going to throw out a thing and grab a ledge and then swing from it. Got it. Um, it's just Kamala uses her arm. And that's that's the wow. biggest difference. Does it like wrap around the pole like a no, she just she just grabs it. OK, like a hook shot. Got it. All right. Well, I think that's enough on Avengers for now. Yeah, <laughs> you seem so excited to keep plugging away at it. I mean, I'm excited about both Hawkeyes, but I just want to play whatever their story missions will be when they come out. Yeah, excited for your boy, Peter Parker? Oh, it's, I mean, I played a better Peter Parker game already. Are you, how excited are you for the Miles Morales game? Oh, I'm fucking stoked. I'm getting a PS5 to play Miles Morales. All right, so, Nelson, all right, here's here's the game plan. All right. All right. For game of the year this year, Mm -hmm. both going to go super hard for Miles Morales, all right? Okay, cool. Having that, I love that we're talking about this app with with Alex not here. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the plan. What's the game that he likes? Doom. We'll make sure that doesn't go anywhere. Oh no, that was already part of my game plan. Don't you worry about that. We'll just bring up Metro Exodus again. I feel so bad. (laughs) I don't, but I do think it's funny. All right, what do we want to talk about next? Mm. I'm kind of, I'm kind of. There's just so much. So, so much I mean, stuff. You played The Last of Us 1 and you've started playing The Last of Us 2, right? I have. You want to talk about that a little bit? Sure. Um, I was uh, fortunate enough to get a free Last of Us Part 2 code from a, a friend who had some spare Hell ones. Yeah. Um, so Last of Us is Last of Us 1 is like one of those games that's kind of like you know, you have pile of shame games, but then you have like really, like really major pile of shame games like shadow the colossus or whatever most of the like major pile of shame games are like sony games so like shadow the colossus or last of us part one or i don't know whatever some other big major sony game that people hold in high regard uh, it's hard for me to think war. of like an yeah but like the, the i don't know i don't think people told the first you're the right god of war trilogy as high as regard as like those other two games i just listed yeah no it's, you're right it's hard for me to think of another one do you play infamous is infamous held that high 
I got Second Son for free on PS Plus. I really I wasn't into it. Um, you don't love Delson Rowe as played by Troy Baker? Is that is that the character's name? I don't even remember. It's it's close enough to Nelson that I'm like, hey, I'll take it. He's Native American, right? He's mm-hmm. indigenous. He's voiced by Troy Baker. He's voiced by Troy Baker. We're not right. getting into that. <laughs> Great. We're um, not getting into that. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so yeah, I I never played, and I bought when I got my PS4, like four years ago. Same day I bought Overwatch and I bought Last of Us Remastered. Oh, yeah. So, so so the game's been sitting. The game's been around. Uh-huh. game's been in my apartment for a while it's been staring at me on a shelf mm-hmm. it's been judging you from and, and very close and i played a little bit of it like when i first got it, i played like i don't know the first couple hours and to start like i'm gonna spoil everything of the last of us part one i'm just gonna spoil hell yeah love it like or major plot beats i'm gonna spoil that game um so if 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 the last of us part one is in your pile of shame too do not listen to this segment uh <laughs> hopefully by the time this episode comes out i'll have the the episode chapters up and you'll be able to tell when this when the segment ends but the um the first time i played it i got up into the part and you've played it as well yeah um but it's been kind of long for you but like i so like just saying that because like specific plot beats might be a little fuzzier for you yeah uh i when i first played it i got to the part where you are i actually kept forgetting how far i got because i was like oh, i remember this part i was like this is where i stopped right and then i remember the ne- the subsequent part it's like this is where i stopped right <laughs> but i think the big major hurdle in that game for me was the first uh uh encounter with like clickers like the big yeah. like the big ish encounter where it's like you have to drop down to like a bombed out office building or something and, and you're playing as Joel. This you're playing as the first game. Yeah. Um. And you are there's like, and you're only with Tess, which is the woman you're with at the beginning of the game. So That's you right. Drop down, and there's like a clicker, and then a couple of runners, and they don't make. They're not particularly good at like, uh, clarifying like what all their, you know they they make it they make it clear up front that the clickers have no sight and it's all echolocation for them the runners less so like the smaller forms of infected um so yeah that that encounter i i don't handle horror well at all and my definition of horror has like changed over time in games so sure. like as a teenager uh a game like bioshock was too scary for me or yeah, a game like fair. Half-Life 2 was too scary for me. Specifically things like fair, the, the, yeah. the Ravenholm section yeah. or like most encounters with like the zombies in that game because the zombies they have that very blood curdling scream it's and not just great. like they shamble towards you in a very like unnatural scary way. Yeah. And the infected do this in this in this game too and it's hard to tell like Last of Us 1 definitely like shows its age in a lot of ways. There's some texture pop. Um there are some uh, there are some enemy zombies that it was hard for me to tell if like this was the way they were intentionally animated or like there was something wrong with the rigging because they like twitch out a bunch. Yeah. Like I've definitely saw like, like a to zombie. the point where you cannot tell if it's right. intentional. Whereas like I definitely saw a zombie's head like rotate 90 degrees like very <laughs> like like click like at yeah. 45 degree angles very Amazing. rapidly. Um, but yeah so like it was hard for me to get through that scene. I'm like okay if this entire game is going to be like stressful zombie encounter mixed with like a more uh an easier human encounter 
that's like very uncharted uh inspired i don't know if i could do this game so i like got through that first zombie encounter you go through like the first arc of last of us one up until the point you meet ellie and then you escape boston and that's basically where i stopped playing yeah. the game the first time okay so i got the code for the second one i was like all right well, you know, it, i would hate myself if i just jumped straight into the second game i have to play Smart this game man. so i i started over from the beginning got through that section and once you get out of boston things just start like at least for me it just started going so like hours really like dropped away from me for that game like i would just i would i would sit down for like multi-hour sessions like there was literally a night i think it was i can't remember if it was for the first game or the second game i was like all right like i'm gonna stop playing it's like 10 o'clock right and i looked at my phone it was one in the morning oh, and i was yeah. like that never happens yeah for me as an adult like i i rarely if ever like do that with games anymore just because like i just i i will feel a fatigue like i'll play like a couple of of uh uh rounds of fall guys and i was like i gotta stop um mostly because my hands oddly sweat a lot when i play that game interesting i have no idea you why those, you should get one of those fan controllers i should get somewhere. some of that gamer goo put hell it on yeah. my hell yeah but it's not my my hands aren't like naturally that sweaty but for some reason i think like just the stress of that game just like makes oh, fall me, guys yeah, yeah yeah um but yeah no like uh, so the first last of us like really just started clicking with me and i just played a lot of it um or i play i play and i and i and i beat it in a couple of sessions like maybe like over the course of like a week or maybe five days like i i finished that game and i am going to speak slower while i bring up my notes that i wrote about last of us okay. nelson helped me stall all right so um the thing about the last of us that i found really interesting that i'm st- curious if you now that you're playing it back now still find it interesting is there is a balance between narrative moments and gameplay moments that i feel fits so well in the last of us especially and and i'm saying this because i haven't finished the last of us part two but that fits so well in the last of us one that i don't think i have seen matched in a lot of i totally agree i think it's i'm curious how they like came came to that game like i wonder if they they designed the world first or design like what type of world and story they were telling and then say okay how do we fit gameplay within that that makes sense like it definitely seems like i mean it was definitely a game that came out the height of like ludo narrative dissonance discourse sure um and it feels like it's one of the games that has come the closest to like really addressing that problem, especially a company that has made uncharted that has routinely been mocked in lunar discourse or lunar <laughs> dissonance discourse because of the fact that Nathan Drake kills hundreds of people. Yeah. And <laughs> while and, cracking jokes. Well, yeah. While like smirking and, necks and jokes and then going crap. Um, yeah. <laughs> So, so in a way, the game does feel like a response to that, where it's like, no, we can do this. Um, it's a good point. And the problem, and I don't think it's 100%. I don't think the game came sure. fully formed out of spite, because <laughs> normally when you make art like that, I mean, sometimes art like that is good, but I think like for a giant AAA pro- project like this, I don't think it would have worked. Yeah, they're um, not me right. making things out of spite. Right. Um, but uh, 
yeah, it's just there's no there's no like extraneous combat encounters. Like yeah. you're probably fighting in that game at most fifty percent of the time. Yeah, maybe, yeah. probably less. Like there's just a lot of and 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 they have like a lot of kind of repeated puzzle motifs. It's like okay. You got to get up to this ledge. Okay, you're going to boost Ellie up to the ledge. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to try to get up there yourself. Or you have to find an alternate way through. Like, it's not like Uncharted where there are just like constant waves of enemies at some point. So it's like, I've, I've only played a little bit of Uncharted 4. And that's the only one I've played of the series. But there's like a point where you're like leaving like a black market art auction. And you're like running across these like... Uh, the you know these terracotta shingled roofs in like Italy or somewhere, and there are just like dozens of like black suit bodyguards just like coming at you from every angle, nowhere. and you're just you're just massacring them, and then just more keep coming. I'm like this, like it's exhausting. Well, it's exhausting, but it's also like whatever. Like if this is the game you want to make, like I'm not diametrically opposed to it. It's just it's it's it kind of breaks me out of. Like we said, the lunar dissonance. It breaks me out of the fact that like Nathan Drake is supposed to be the hero, and he's supposed to be like this kind of like wisecracking, like happy-go-lucky, noble thief kind of dude. But he's also just like history's greatest mass murderer. Yeah. Um, but in this <laughs> game, it's like okay, you're gonna fight like a handful of infected, and those combat encounters play out differently than if you're fighting enemies or you're fighting humans. Like like you want to be much more stealthier with the infected then you want to be the humans like i mean in a perfect world you want to be stealthy with both but sure. like if shit hits the fan with the humans at is not as bad as a pro that's not as big of a deal as it would be if you like if shit hits the fan with the infected mm-hmm. because they just because they, they'll swarm they swarm the they rush swarm. at you if you get if you in the first game if you get approached by a clicker like if you get caught by a clicker, you're dead. Like it's instant yeah. fail. Um, which I don't know if that's the case in the second one because I haven't gotten caught by a clicker yet. It's not. I can tell you that. Well, that's good. Um, and then just everything else, like everything else about the world, just like makes sense. Like as much as I like Fallout, Fallout's world doesn't make a lot of sense, and it's not really. It's it's you know it's it's hyper, it's hyperbolic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because it's not really there to tell like a a a grounded story in the sense of like here here are like it's hard like because they do tell human stories in the fallout games but they don't tell it it's 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 like extra physical environments Mm -hmm. telling very human stories yeah like the diamond um in boston right yeah like yeah. like it can, and, and it pulls out a mad mad max and all that stuff like like there, there's it, it's telling it's going for a different motif and it's and it's post-apocalyptia yeah. uh down to the fact and, and like this is just one of those things it's just the suspension of disbelief i have to go in it's just the fact that it's fallout games take place centuries after the bombs drop but you're still able to go into these buildings that are relatively still intact for the most part yeah and they still have stuff strewn about that's the th- like still have stuff in them whereas yeah. last of us is 20 years after the breakout uh after the outbreak and nature has mostly reclaimed a lot of this stuff like whether it's boston or pitts well boston less so because it's still occupied but like pittsburgh in the first game or seattle in the second game it's just like overgrown there there are like buildings you'll come into and they'll be have like a blown out 
hole in the roof and then there's just like grass growing inside because it makes sense it's like the wind picked up the dirt threw it inside and then it got germinated by the grass seeds and like now you have this like you know fucking lawn growing inside your your mini mart um and there's just i just feel like there's a really good attention to detail to that to being like okay what agree at the collapse of society what would what would how quickly would things progress whether it's naturalistic or societal or all this stuff i also think it's really good that it's not like oh no shit went wrong there was a zombie outbreak and then like all of society just collapsed agreed immediately agreed. like there is still an occupying uh occupying force there's still like a, a military an american military still exists and still tries to maintain law and order um there's still schools like Ellie yeah. describes that she went to like a military academy school to like give her an education um, and talks about like how shitty her sixth grade history teacher was in the second game. <laughs> um, so it's just like really good attention to detail to stuff like that that really thinks about like, oh, this is what this is what this world would be like if if such a thing were to happen. And also the the type of zombification is yes. like much more realistic than like oh we there's this mysterious virus that turns you into a and now you're ghouls yeah that turns you into a the flesh-eating monster where it's like no it's a it's a fungal infection that like takes over your brain and it's based off of like a real life like fungus that like attacks animals in the animal kingdom and like hijacks their brains and you know pilots them around like remy the rat and ratatouille um but the t-virus yes exactly uh it it makes it makes sense and i appreciate that and then on top of that the type of story that they're telling and how well they tell it uh i really i really enjoy so like i feel like the theme of the first game uh and there's probably multiple themes but the one that really struck with me is like what is the nature of of goodness yes like what is the nature of like being a good person and does that change like are your morals rigid or do your morals flex depending on like what situations you're put into um and you, and I mean, like, and obviously, like the the main, you know, podium that they tell that with is with Joel, because like, what what is Joel's definition of being a good person look like over the twenty years of of being in this in this yeah in this wasteland, this post apocalypse? Because uh, you know, at the very at the first the first night this all happened, he lost his daughter. And it wasn't even, and they don't even do the thing where it's like he lost his daughter due to a zombie outbreak. He lost his daughter due to a stray bullet from a from a guy that was trying to like maintain quarantine. Yeah, and like that's way more like it, it immediately like because zombie movies and zombie the zombie genre is never yes. really about the zombies. It's about using the zombies as a way to like talk about humanity, and I think this game does it much better than most because like most i agree most most media in the zombie canon is is either horror is 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 horror mostly right um or dead rising or dead rising well the thing about that is like you look at dead rising you look at zombie land like those are more comedic takes on like the zombie genre but the thing is that still hues true to what the zombie genre is like i was thinking about this and i was like why don't i like horror like I don't like horror, but I love Last of Us, and I love something like uh, Children of Men, which is also like hmm. a, a different type of dystopia that, like you know, society is kind of shutting down and people are dealing with their humanity in the face of it. Those aren't horror movies; those are like dystopian 
or those aren't horror stories those are dystopian stories or like whatever whatever definition you want to more suspenseful and they give you and they fill you with so much overwhelming dread and they fill you with so much like doubt like certain people that watch those movies they are they are drained of their energy like i've seen people that are like i can't watch those movies like they make me depressed and i go yeah they make me depressed but they also make me think about like what sure. is what is you know what is our path as a as a human race um whereas i hate horror and i think i hate horror is because i think a lot of times horror is done to like forcibly elicit some sort of emotion which is also why a lot of times i hate comedy because i feel like comedy exists to forcibly elicit an emotion and then i just kind of clicked and i was like oh horror is just a different type of comedy like horror is just like this thing that like makes you look at the uh the silliness of of life and the and the and the wackiness of life and make you make you react to that whether it's in a fearful way with horror or in a you know affable way with comedy and i was like i don't like either of that because it's not it's not making me think it's just making me like it's just trying to get something out of me and i don't okay. it, it's it's not it's not challenging in the right way it's just like well, you either like this or you don't, and if you don't, fuck you. And I just, I never respond well to that, that to that type of of feedback. Yeah. Um, so I think why I like something like The Last of Us because 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 going to The Last of Us Part Two, people are like, oh my gosh, it's just so depressing, or it's like, oh, it's so gruesome, it's so terrible about how it talks about the nature of humanity. And I'm like, eight hours into this game, and I'm like, y'all, like shit in here ain't that bad like there's like a an an example that you can think of like near the beginning of the of the game and we might spoil that in a minute but the for the most part i'm like yeah like people are being shitty in this but it's not like i don't know it's not like wildly unrealistic to see also none of these are worse than some of the things that have happened in real life well that's the thing and and i don't want to be the fucking guy that like wow thinking about a zombie you know a zombie story in 2020 really makes you think we talk about quarantine and everything because i think i don't know mm. it just it, it it just seems like grossly self-serving in that way but i think it, I, I feel you i think it does uh i don't know i think these stories i think last of us 2 came out in a really weird time and place because i i was bought into the fact that combining this stuff with um how Naughty Dog employees were being treated with their working conditions combined with Neil Druckmann's losing his shit over any small critique of of his game uh, combined with Troy Baker also going to bat for Neil Druckmann and then also kind of shitting on critics. I think it and also just like general uh, distrust of just the AAA space right now in games. I think it just created a very weird space for last of us two to come out in and i was ready to hate it i was ready to be like okay like here are all these things that people have with this game but after playing one and then going into two and i was like this this is this is amazing like (laughs) especially after playing something like doom eternal which i think does nothing to like serve the things that it sets up in its previous game last of us part two is just like amazing it's just it's seamless how it just goes from the first one to the second one but to like finish off on the first one i also just love the way that like joel and ellie's relationship evolve yeah so it's like they set up joel as this uh, 
because so like his daughter dies and then and then they jump 20 years which i think is a huge jump for like some sort of story like this um especially when you're telling it from like the perspective of a single character not from like gen, gen, uh, general societal perspective because like it you have to think like okay at the beginning of the game joel's probably like at the youngest 30 in his 30s yeah. yeah so like now he's like in his 50s and like what is what, not only does like what is this what does this world do to a person what does it do to someone that's clearly middle-aged yeah but then they constantly reference to like his past and his past with Tommy, who is his brother at the beginning of the game. And also like Joel is, is Texan. Um, I think they play that well. Like, I think it's not like, you know, gr- uh, gradingly Texan. I think it's like, yeah. I think it's like, okay, like this is what some guy, like um, this is what a middle-aged Texan man would respond would to like. this world. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and but him and his brother Tommy make reference to like we did some terrible dark shit in those intervening twenty years, and and, it, and it, at no point does it feel like it doesn't feel cheap when they say that, um, given what you'd seen of Joel and how Joel just responds to the world, like whatever friends he has made, he has lost, and so he really closes himself and he has closed himself off to to Ellie and really wants to be rid of her. Uh, yeah. at the beginning of the game and then they slowly grow together and i think i think the big turning point the big turning point with that is uh when he finally trusts her with a gun which is just such a natural just progression of like story and game mechanic because it's like oh before this point ellie can't really help you out much yeah and like make a big deal it's like i'm not giving this girl this gun i don't trust her like i don't trust that she's not going to betray me but also i just don't uh, trust that she would be of any use to me in a firefight she might be dead weight yeah and then there's a point where he has no choice but to trust her because he is about to die and then she just comes up and just fucking execution style shoots a guy in the head that is trying to kill joel uh then he's like okay like i you you have gained a little bit of my trust let's see if you can gain a little bit more um and then you it just feels so natural and so goddamn good in a in a in a field of games that uh sometimes just feel where story and mechanics still feel like they're in two separate rooms trying to call out to one another and it's wild adventures <laughs> and it's wild to think that this is a game that came out seven years ago <laughs> like like uh, i was telling you yesterday like back then this game must have felt revelatory because today in 2020 this game still feels fresh it still it feels a little old from the technological side you can clearly tell that they so they do this very like start cut the black and then cut up whenever they transition from a game scene to a cut scene because like that's their way of like transitioning i don't i don't know if it's pre-rendered it's kind of hard to tell if if the cutscenes are pre-rendered or not but the, they they are at the very least using higher poly models so it's definitely the the grand theft auto thing of like okay here's your your gameplay model much lower res here is your cutscene model much higher poly um i think that's for the most part completely gone in last of us part two uh yeah for the seamless yes uh transition well i think it's also using the same models no matter what like you can see so much like uh emotion in in ellie's face it's it's i i hate I hate being like, wow, she looks so real when she's gutting this guy's throat. Stabbing this person in the neck. But it does 
really look really good and really realistic. Like she comes up behind a guy, she grabs him, and then she she just goes, shut up, shut up, and then just jabs her switchblade into the throat. And then like mm-hmm. as she like has to like slowly place their body on the ground as it's a stealth kill, you just see this like tenseness in her face. She's like just yeah. like like gritting her teeth, and then you just feel the snap of her like pushing the blade forward mm-hmm. and just like cutting the jugular and just snapping the neck and like that's it. It's well done. Yeah. It's I'm, just really fucking well done. Yeah. I mean and it's gruesome. It's like it's a it's a terrible thing. And but yeah. like but I feel like the performance from the motion capture performer, like in the expressiveness of her face grounds that experience. Like I will constantly like swing the camera around to be like I don't know. It's this weird like it's something about seeing it. Right. It's just, it, it, there's something about making the moment bigger. Right. I think by swinging the camera around that I do too. And I think, I think, I don't know. I, I remember, I remember that E3 where they announced Last of Us 1 and it was that uh, combat scenario in Pittsburgh where you're like climbing through like the, the hotel or the apartment building or whatever and like Joel is like slowly taking out all the dudes and then the last guy they like he like handicaps at the knees and he's on and on the floor and he's like begging Joel to like not do anything. And then he shotgun the guy in the face and then the entire crowd goes, murder. Yeah. So like that, that is like permanently seared into my mind. Uh, and like, const- I'm constantly aware of that. Like I constantly like, am worried about falling into that. Like, okay, well at the end of the day, you're still taking a human life. Like let's not celebrate murder. Like, like, we are creating a game. Yes, the game is based around violence and combat, but like, I feel like Last of Us uh, at least earned that a little bit better yes. by like justifying the violence. It's like this is a rough world. People don't care. People just need to survive, and they're going to do it by whatever means necessary. And I don't know. I think I was so ready for this to just be like a run of the mill. Like, well, the story's kind of interesting, and the game's a little fun, but like, I don't know. It just doesn't feel like like whatever but like no i just feel like i feel like this game for some reason it just is so cohesive and it just comes together so well and i think like there's so many things there's so many different ways to like attack this game not attack like properly critique this game and i think like people raising their issues with it whether it's like the game design or like you know the 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 human cost of development given that like it's so high fidelity um and also just like I mean, let's be real. Like the 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 grumpy, uh, weathered age character with combined with like the more uh, uh, naive, like impressionable character. Like that's a trope that's that it has been banked on a lot. Like in both games and movies. Like I mean, you look at like Bioshock Infinite with with Booker and Elizabeth. You look at God of War with Kratos and Atreus. You look at The Road, which is obviously like the biggest inspiration for this. And I think like that's a uh, more literary minds that are more critical of Last of Us are just like, okay, they made a video game, The Road. What's so great about that? And I'm like, I mean, yeah, I guess. And like. I think the road for me, I've never read the book, but I have, I've seen the movie and I think the road is like definitely like the darkest version of the, the dystopian, uh, uh, story that I will still watch, but where people might see something like children and be like, I, that I'm depressed now. I'll be like, no, I got something out of that. I will watch the road and be like, man, fuck. Like I am depressed now. And there's like a lot of motifs that like 
Last of Us bar from that. Obviously, it's like the journey through the post-apocalyptic wasteland, but also like there are cannibals in both of those both of those things. Because like for some reason, whenever we have a post-apocalypse, some segment of humanity has to revert to cannibalism to survive. You know, there are people just waiting, just uh, just ready to munch on a munch mm-hmm. on a man. Nom 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 you nom. Know nom. Somebody, you gotta. Whenever you get a new neighbor, you just gotta look at how they're <laughs> looking at your legs, and then see, and then try and figure out if they're trying to baste them. Yeah. And then, you know, just watch out for yourself. The cannibals in The Road are much more dehumanized than the cannibals in uh, in The Last of Us. Like, in The Last of Us, like, the main cannibal dude, David, I think was his name in Last of Us, he is voiced by Nolan North, <laughs> which I didn't know oh, until shit, I, I saw the that. credits of the game. Um, but he gives us just this great, like, kind of, like, worm tongue-esque, like, very, like, slimy, like... Uh-huh. Yeah, what's the matter? Like, like, he, like he 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 tries to ingratiate himself to Ellie because he wants to like own Ellie as a pet and not eat her. It's I don't know. I think there's some great stuff in that game. I think the weirdest thing for me is using the seasonal motif in that game because it really doesn't really come into play much. Like it's like okay, now we're in fall, now we're in winter, now we're in spring. Sure. And it's like okay, if that you're just using that to like communicate the progression of time. But I don't know. It seemed like I'm like I feel like you should have started that with the very beginning of the game. Like, oh, we're in Boston. It's fall and then winter and whatever. But I don't know. I think uh, Nelson's nodding. He's giving you a very like. I'm nodding, but I'm also I'm looking up um, the Last of Us to get to Nolan North's character. I think he does a great performance. I think it was telling. I don't know. It's hard for me. As much shit as I give someone like Troy Baker or something like I think Troy Baker is like jokers done really well and it's so good in arkham origins like i think it's fine like i mean i know people are gaga for mark hamill but i think it's a pretty good i think can i say one thing about that performance yeah because because i am i am 100 percent gaga for mark hamill i think troy baker's joker in arkham origins is the perfect let's make that joker scary I think there is just something really dark and sinister. Like they they did the same thing that Bane that um Tom Hardy's Bane did, which is like there is a there is a lilt to the voice and right under that is murder. And I think that like Troy Baker killed it with his version of the Joker. And also he's younger. I mean like not to not to say age plays everything into this, but like not only is Mark Hamill much older than when he first started voicing the joker but on top of that in arkham city the joker is dying so i don't know how much that played into his planned performance but i mean he is a more sickly joker whereas arkham origins is the beginning of of joker's career and he's all like lively and everything yeah and i think so kind of finish my thoughts on the last of us one i think it i think it's just it's just so good (laughs) <laughs> and I just think, like, the story itself is also brilliantly so told. Good. Like, I mean, like, yes, it's trading on a lot of pre-existing motifs about the post-apocalypse and and the the evil that resides in all of humanity. But it also, like, it's really about Joel kind of reclaiming his humanity. And, like, to fully spoil the, the end of this game. So this is your second spoiler warning. Um, the entire game is based around, well, up at... So when you first meet Ellie... You're you're a smuggler because, of course, we have to make reference to everyone's patron saint, Han Solo. Uh, <laughs> they you you this this uh, kind of I don't know anarchist group called the Fireflies. 
wants you to smuggle Ellie out of out of Boston. And you smuggle her out of the city. You find out via being captured by Fedra, which are basically the militarized form of FEMA and like the the default American government stand in in this game. They're basically like the last remaining source of of American exceptionalism and power within the context of this game or at least it's all you see I, you never see like a centralized like federal government or anything you yeah, yeah you only see fedra um it's also weird that they call them fedra and not fema like i mean obviously it's, it's, i wonder it's, if they just like really couldn't call it fema well i think they can't i don't know i think i don't know if there are licensing costs involved <laughs> with fee, the using the term fema there might yeah. be uh because like the american red cross is also like very protective of the the red cross uh in gaming and other media but also like when you go to seattle the washington state what is in the what is in the real world called the washington state convention center is called in this the seattle conference center or something and i think Uh, all of the neighborhoods are named something different i don't know so i don't know if that comes down the licensing or just kind of some weird like form of like we're too scared to like even bother. I don't know. I, it seems weird to like attribute fear to to a giant AAA studio. So maybe it's just the case of like we asked the city of Seattle if we can use this, and they said okay, pay us this large sum of money, and we said no. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so so you get caught by, by some Fedra people. Twenty years in the future, I guess they found a way to like uh, check if people are infected they have like these just handheld like things you find out that ellie is infected um but she's actually immune she has gained some sort of immunity to to the the fungal infection and so you start this this trip across the united states that takes you to many different places you go to you go to pittsburgh you go to wyoming at some point you go to colorado and then uh, ultimately end up in Salt Lake City, which is like where the because because basically they want to use Ellie as a way to uh, reverse engineer a vaccine. Yeah. yeah. So you take her to Salt Lake City, uh, where it's like the Fireflies, like main medical base headquarters or whatever. And this is after like just an arduous journey of like dealing with cannibals, dealing with. Yep. So so going into this game, I'm very impressed with myself that I I spoiled so little of this game for myself too. going like seven years of like not knowing much about this game i knew two things i knew there's something that involved cannibals and i knew joel might have died at some point or had a life-threatening thing happen to him and so like that uh-huh. happens when you're in colorado he like it's pretty damn good he falls off a he falls off a ledge and gets stabbed by some rebar and then you play as ellie for a little bit as you like try to try to mend him which is like the way he gets stabbed with the rebar is like straight through the gut and i'm like he's dead like there's like he's dead like there's no way he can survive this but i guess they kind of i mean you played tomb raider one i guess <laughs> i guess it's weird i mean from what i've heard from people like a gut shot which I know rebar isn't a bullet, but still a puncture wound. Like isn't a, it though? Like a gut shot, like especially if you don't have like intensive medical care, like right there and then like it's pretty much a death sentence. So I don't know. It's weird. I mean you can but you can craft a bunch of bandages, so like So you so you're fine. Yeah. 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 Um but the uh so you go to Salt Lake City, fireflies are there, you hand Ellie over, you actually like accidentally like get ambushed by them and they knock you out and then you wake up in their facility and you're like he's like, Where where where's Ellie? Um <laughs> It's not a bad Joel. It's fine. It's not a terrible. I've heard worse. And then from uh, myself. So you so you find out that she's about to go into surgery, and uh, 
she uh just they're going to try to reverse engineer an antidote they just need to get access to the infection because they fa- they the the doctors say that her infection her fungal infection has mutated somehow and has prevented her from turning and joel's like but but the infection grows across the entire brain and they're like yeah we're going to biopsy slash remove her brain <gasps> we're going to kill her to study her and reverse engineer an antidote and then the last act of that game is you going through that salt lake city hospital and fucking murdering everyone everyone (laughs) so like and that's where it presses the thing there's always an amount of self-insert with video games it's like okay what or media in general it's like all right what if i was iron man or what if i was indiana jones or whatever the stuff but like this one really makes you kind of poses that question to you it's like if you had someone you loved which by the end of this game joel does love ellie like as like a surrogate daughter if sacrificing their life meant that you saved countless others is that more important than you getting to keep that person and for joel that question is obviously no like (laughs) i'm not willing to sacrifice ellie for the betterment of mankind like this action that i take might inevitably set the human race on the path to extinction like i have i have made that choice i have come to terms with the fact that i am choosing my own selfishness over the betterment of an entire planet and 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 that in of itself would not be that great if we did not have this journey that the two both went on yes because like at the beginning of the game joel would have been like yeah sure fucker but at the end of the game it is like i have I've gone through hell and back with this person and they have shown to be a loving, kind, reliable, amazing person. We almost got killed by cannibals. Yeah. Uh, and I think, I think the cannibal part, because the cannibal part seems like a real weird, like kind of like side story, but I think it helps feed into this final arc where it's like, if it weren't for that, I don't think you would have gotten here. If it weren't for me almost dying and then Ellie choosing to take care of me over that time and then I have to turn around and save her from the cannibals, like the final life-threatening event wouldn't be as important if there wasn't a previous life-threatening event that seemed way harsher. Because because the Fireflies reverse engineering the antidote with Ellie is the good ending. Yeah. for most of the game it is sold as oh this is this is the the sanctuary that we like this is these are the uh uh the the far lands and lord of the rings like this is this is paradise we are we are achieving paradise and then when you get to paradise and you find out that no this is not like but we, you know they want their pound of flesh too just like everyone else in this game joel has to make a decision and i think it's just such a it, joel reclaims his humanity by the end of the game and then goes around and sacrifices it again yeah because he wants to keep someone he loves and that i think i think that it's like fucking like you guys did it like i yeah. don't know like maybe people sony fanboys or whatever the fuck maybe people freak you know the fucking schindler's list of video games is such a <laughs> stupid fucking thing but I do think this game is amazing. Like it's pretty incredible. Like it, when I divorce myself from like all of the the discourse, the, you know the 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 discourse that kind of gets out of hand. Not the very not the not the discourse the that fair is fair critique. Discourse. Yes, uh, yes. Wh- whether it's 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 working conditions or or you know the the cost of AAA or, or any of that stuff. Uh, I think that's all fair and valid. But I still, at the end of the day, I was like, 
god damn this is a good fucking game and then and then at the very end you're carrying ellie out of that fucking hospital because they've already put her under so she's unconscious and so you have to carry her out so like the combat has ended but there's still like dozens of people swarming this place so you have to like f- you have to run away and you can fail this part which is interesting because they like oh, rip, i didn't know that they rip ellie out of your arms and they throw you to the ground they shoot you in the head instantly um so you have to like find a way to like get out and then when you get you know to the parking garage of this hospital you're cornered by nadine who is this woman that who is the woman that first sets you on the path to deliver ellie uh back in boston and she is also like one of ellie's like lifelong friends like she's known her since she was a baby all of this stuff she promised her mother that she'd look after her and she's like you gotta go back like you like i love her too but you have to you have to go back and noel's like or joel's like he he has nothing to say and then it cuts to this is the best fucking cut in the entire goddamn game it cuts to joel driving away in 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 the car that they uh, you know allegedly gave him and he's just by himself and then and then the fucking the camera slowly pans out and reveals that ellie is there with him it, it, still asleep coming to in the back of the truck and she's like what happened and then joel after already sacrificing all the goodwill he's gained throughout being you know reclaiming his humanity goes oh they already found other people yeah. that are immune and they uh they 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 couldn't reverse engineer a vaccine and then just as this quick shot back to joel seemingly you know still holding ellie in his arms and like almost kind of giving her back to nadine and then he just does this quick pivot and under one of his arms he still has his gun and just gut shot to nadine and nadine or and one of nadine's pleas is like you know ellie would want this like she would want to sacrifice herself if she had the choice and joel's like i don't care and then yeah. the very last thing is Nadine begging for her life. She's like, no, please stop. Like, like, you know, just go. He, he just straight up at the fucking coldest motherfucker style says, I'm sorry. You'll never stop coming after her. Kills her. Cut back to them in the car. Him saying like, yeah, they couldn't reverse engineer a vaccine. We have to go. And then they leave. They go back to Wyoming where his brother Tommy has built this huge thriving city with like electricity and all of this stuff it's such a good game excellent video game ending yes yes because because at the very end at the very because because like ellie is like 14 in this game so she's still a little impressionable but she's been like you know hardened by by the world she lives in and she goes to joel are you telling me the truth about the fireflies and he goes yeah and she goes okay and then cut the black games that like so, good. so goddamn good it's so good so it's goddamn so good. good it like it because like you would obviously you'd easily see a world where they like they 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 chickened out of this this ending and went oh yeah we just need a sample of her blood and we reverse engineer a vaccine everything's fine and like even in the marketing of the second game which i have which i might be wrong but i'm pretty sure from what i saw there there is no indication of you fighting infected that's wrong okay well i don't remember seeing that so even oh, oh, oh sorry in the marketing yes, I'm, yes. my bad like i'm saying i like, think you might be right when they advertise last of us part two it was all human versus human conflict so even in that they still didn't give up the ghost of the finale of last of us one of like 
did we find a cure for this infection? Yeah. And that's so good. That is so much dedication to the story you crafted. It's good shit, man. It's fucking it's really good. I I loved it. Yeah, I need to I really need to sit down and dedicate some time to uh to the last of us part two how far are you um like there's a big spoiler like a decent way in i don't know if you've hit it yet like the beginning spoiler i got there (laughs) why uh, well the thing is like the what i'm calling the beginning spoiler is like three at two three hours in i'm past that part so uh big spoilers for last of us part two okay big spoilers for last of us part two Big spoilers. Like, just like, like, big. like, if you give a shit at all, like, do not listen to this part. For the love of God. <laughs> the fact that they killed Joel is the best thing, is, yes. is just amazing. Just, yes. it's like, I was like, great, this is great, this is great, this is great. And also, like, and again, like, even though you play as Ellie, and it's plainly shown that you play as Ellie, like, in the marketing, there is no, like, Oh, you're playing as Ellie, so obviously Joel's not around. It's just like, okay, you're playing as Ellie, she's older. They talk about Joel in the background. Yeah. So like Joel is still just hanging out. And you play as Ellie in the first game for a little bit, so it makes sense. Like, why yeah. would I question this? And it's just so goddamn good. It's clever. And I'm just it's so just... on board with it. And I think and uh, you know, and they and they reference him a lot. Even though he's dead, they are still and like he's and he's dead because of the these people f- seemingly from his past come and kill him, yeah. which you yeah. at first think are fireflies, and I think it's yet to be shown if they are or not associated with the fireflies. But yeah, I'm still getting to that part. Um, there is it. It's a payoff of that 20 year gap. Yes, it's not just yes. like okay, like we had the conclusion of Last of Us One. Now we're just gonna go forth and tell some other story. It's like no, like. There's 20 years of history here that the player knows nothing about. Like that that's all possibly coming to bite Joel in the ass. Yeah. And and does. And does. Yeah. Man. It's good shit. It's good. It's good. Like the Okay. So you talking about this has gotten me more excited to go back and play The Last of Us Part 2. I'm really enjoying it. I'm like 9 hours in and and it's still just it just it's so it's just got that flow to it where it's like here's a puzzle encounter here's a combat encounter here's a stealth encounter and it's it's just good i think the dogs in this game suck i hate the dogs i got to one dog and i I got to probably my first dog not a fan yeah they're just they're a pain in the ass um and i'm playing on very light also just so first off love that they don't call it easy I think it's great. Yep. I think easy is a pretty loaded term. So the difficulties are like very light, light, medium, heavy, maybe heavy, very heavy. And then grounded. And then grounded. Um, and then there's a permadeath toggle as well. Which, nope. yeah, absolutely. Like, nope. I, th- I think the grounded, or is it permadeath you can't save also? Like, you have one. Yeah. Like, you can't save scum at all. Like, if you die, it's yeah. like, that's it. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't need that in my life. But I like that they did nope. that. I like... So, like, despite all the shit that continues to swarm around Neil Druckmann and Naughty Dog and all that stuff, I think I still think this is a great game. And it's, like, it's really hard to, like, rectify that in my head between, like, yeah, I don't know what the what the discourse has been. But, yeah. But so far, you're, you're, I think it's you're great. loving it. I think it's great. Yeah. Um, 
And I don't know. I just, I don't know if I have a higher tolerance for the depravity of humanity, but I don't think this game is that. Like, like the murdering of Joel is like a terrible scene. He gets his head caved in with a golf club, but it's also just like... It makes sense in the story. It makes sense. It's the reality of the world. Like, yes, yes. Like, it's not, it's not like, I don't know. It's not like a faces of death kind of thing. It's not like, it's not reveling in its depravity. It's like, this is the world we built. This is the realities of the, of the situation. So, and I, and I also feel like I, I think there are some things which are, um, like you don't touch this like you do like in terms of horror and suspense and thrillers there are some things that i'm just like don't go near this but in this regard in in this scene in the in the joel scene the point is the brutality yes like the, the brutality is a hundred percent the point like you are not supposed to look at this and go well that sucks you are supposed to look at this and be hurt by it so i so i do think that I do think that the people who I think the complaint of gruesomeness has its place in certain in certain areas. I don't think so in this. I think it's I think it's well done here. I also think people can be too precious with characters they like. I think. Oh, yeah. I think a lot of look people at, look at Star Wars fans. Yeah. I'm pointing at myself. Yeah. I mean, like Han Solo. Like, I mean, like, I don't like the the, the new trilogy, but like fuck kill han solo i don't give a fuck like let's yeah like the, if, it, if it means something sure do it and if the, it doesn't mean anything don't do it and, and, the, and the meaning can be metatextual like i think like yes. the killing of han solo is also just like a representation of like we killing the old guard like killing let the past die kill right, it if right, you have right, to right right um but like i'm also interested in someone because like i have a very like uh literary response to joel's death where i'm like this is great like this 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 opens up the field like a whole new <laughs> world of possibilities of where this thing can yeah. go with joel's death um yeah and also just again but also like the killing the past concept like it's the same reason why i like uh like in grand theft auto 5 like the first scene with trevor is him killing johnny from the lost and damned dlc from grand theft auto 4 because it just makes it it makes Johnny as a character just so much more makes his journey so much more tragic and it makes him so much more real because it's like, Oh, he escaped Liberty city, but then he got addicted to, to meth and he just became a meth junkie out in the, the desert. And he's like, still, he's still trying to like, uh, 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 um, find redemption in his girlfriend, but she constantly rebuffs, any sense of redemption and is now with Trevor and it's just like it's so just so beautifully tragic and that like but also like it serves like a weird mechanical purpose of like all right let's get rid of any attachment to to any of this stuff but I'm curious if like if there are people that are like oh we're so in love with Joel that's like I can't believe this game did that it's so terrible or people that finished last of us part one and were like Joel is a terrible human being like Joel is a selfish evil person and I'm glad he's dead. Interesting. Yeah, I, I think I think um, there is a really... You, you like it from the perspective you were just talking about. The thing that I love about um, character death or like big character death in media is it shows you that... It shows you that the showrunners, the directors, the writers, the, the game designers aren't precious with their characters and that when they die 
or if they die, no one is sacred. Like that that's the that's the biggest rule that they set in season one of Game of Thrones <laughs> is that no one is safe. That they, and then they continued to break that rule. Yeah. And but I think I think The Last of Us does a good job of setting up like no one is safe from the be especially in the first one, from the beginning mm-hmm. and then continuously over and over and over again. No one is safe. And I think to your point, Joel's death is a big moment for a good reason. Yeah. It's very good. Yeah. Yeah. So that's video games, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. They're, we solved them. Don't, yeah. don't need to make another one. Take out uh, gear systems. Um, ah, but what if Last of Us your had, main had a, What if Last of Us had a, had a gear system, though? It'd be so much better. <sighs> I actually uh, don't like the upgrade path in The Last of Us 2. I do. I wish it, I wish it wasn't there. Like you don't like but that I, it exists at all, or you don't like the way you unlock it. Like you have to find I, the training manuals. I think it's fine. I don't. I wish it didn't exist at all because I because I get to an open world area, and then I have to look at. In fairness, this is the first open world area. Yeah, but also, like, really like I, I question calling them open world areas because, like, Seattle's like Seattle's open world, like is like maybe six buildings or something. That you like go, but between. you have to travel between the buildings. Yeah, but you have a horse, and then you gotta, you gotta. Oh, what's the name? And it's, so and you gotta travel optional. between the buildings. You gotta get into them. I also think one building has a key to another building. Yeah, but you don't have to do it though. I think I think that game is so oh, good. Oh boy, do I ever! But <laughs> I think that game is really good. I think I think um, I think it's a little obvious when I can I can see the game designer's hand like or voice speaking through Dina where Dina's like we should probably get some more supplies it's like okay I should yeah. stick around in this area a little longer and then she goes okay. I think we're good on supplies I think we can go now I'm like okay like I don't okay. think I'll listen to that more the more well, I've only seen it in that part um so I think that's like the training wheels for you but sure. uh I think that game is so good at knowing when it's overstaying its welcome in any context it's like all right, this 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 fight with these infected should be over. We're done. All right, this fight with the the humans should be over. We're done. Okay, this puzzle section's taking a little bit longer. Here you go. Like I think it's so it it just so desperately wants you to just get through stuff. If that yeah. if that's the way you want to play the game. If you want to explore, if you want to if you want to be a completionist and find every nook and cranny, it has that for you, but it it it's just so accommodating i think i think it's that's indicative in like all the accessibility features like the best thing about this game yes. and the thing that accessibility advocates in gaming talk about all the time is that do not make me play through an unskippable portion of your game before i get access to a menu before this game even starts you go to the main menu and you go to start game and you go through like maybe half a dozen accessibility option screens. Yeah. And it's like, how do you want this to work? Do you want sticky snap? How do you, how do you want your auto lock to work? Do you want auto lock? Do you want all this? Do you want your UI to be available at all times? Do you want visual indicators of sound? Do you want, you know, do you have any sort of color blindness? Like, do you want these modes turned on for that? It is so goddamn good. And yeah, e- even as is. someone that like, uh, speaking as someone that like, uh you know doesn't have any sort of major disability or doesn't have any sort of neurodivergency that 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 needs to take advantage of a lot of these options i am so grateful that i can tweak and mess with all of these little settings to make this experience more so what i want it to be and i i hope people that more so need those accessibility options i hope it, it makes the game 
a more enjoyable experience for them. Um, and like, there's a thing. So this game is like one of the default options is like you move forward and the camera like pivots around to always be behind your back. That's just like a default option. And I was just like, I hated it so much because I, I do this thing where it's like I ride around on horseback and then I purposely like tilt the camera. So it's like perpendicular to the way I'm moving so I can see like what's next to me or what's behind me. Yeah. And it's, I, I was fighting the camera the entire time. I was like, there has to be an option for this. And there was, and it's fucking amazing. And more <laughs> games should like you spend all these, you spend years of people's lives and you fucking spend millions of dollars to like make these goddamn games, put these options in to like yeah. be more accommodating towards, towards the Everybody. way people want to enjoy their games. Yeah. Yeah. I love your soapbox. It's a good soapbox to be on. It's a fine soapbox. I It's a good it's a good admirable soapbox. <laughs> I love it. All right, so we talked about two games and that's basically it. Those are the only two games that matter, right? Yeah. I had a whole bunch of news, but I guess we're not going to talk about any of that. Yeah, probably not. Okay. <laughs> but video games, man. Video games. We'll talk we'll talk more about them next time. Sometime. 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 One of these times. One times. In the future though, there'll be specific times for video games including uh some cool stuff we have coming down the pike uh first off if 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 all my editing goes according to plan this episode should come out before pax online or right at the beginning of pax online and for the first inaugural pax online i'm doing a panel called how to fund your video game with a bunch of uh awesome biz dev people that we're going to be discussing so yes when people talk about funding for games they mostly talk about publishing it's like how do i get a publisher who do i talk to what publisher is right for me and that's all valuable and it's an important thing to, to know about going into those discussions but also it's not your only avenue so like there's publishers obviously there are crowdfunding sites obviously you have kickstarter you have indiegogo you have things like that uh you have game funds which stand a little different from publishers it's things like uh indie fun uh kowloon knights uh wings these are places that like give you financial support but don't necessarily have all the bells and whistles of a traditional publisher so like a traditional publisher would like give you access to uh uh porting like there's we're going to take care of the porting we're going to take care of the localization we're going to take care of the marketing uh we're going to do all this stuff for you uh we we can not only will we take care of the porting but we'll we have contacts at microsoft and nintendo and sony to help put your game on those platforms facilitate everything yeah. whereas a fun just like gives you the money and goes good luck and like Sinar. yeah um it's supposed to because like the funds are working with teams of people that have gone through that process before and are not interested in, or interested in only self-publishing and know how to say, like, Hey, we're going to take care of the porting in house or localization in house, or we already have, we've already budgeted out that stuff when we know who we're talking to. Um, and then you have other things like <laughs> arts endowments, like government art <laughs> endowments that in the United States obviously aren't really used a lot and not a lot of people have access to, but like there's like film Victoria and like Australia that like plenty of games use. I know like frog detective partially guys funding right. through film Victoria. Um, so the, the point of the discussion is kind of like kind of trying to target as many of those things as possible and ta- talking about like expanding your thinking of like how you can find different, different uh, forms of funding. But uh, joining me on that panel will be uh, 
Becca Saltzman of Finji. Becca is actually the one that approached me. It was like, hey, we should do a panel for PAX Online. Let me know what you're going to do. And so we're kind of treating this as like a spiritual successor to the making your game panel we did at PAX East. Uh, That's awesome. Another person from said panel, Anya Combs, Kickstarter, uh, joining us again, talk about crowdfunding. And then the two uh, new people joining us for this panel is uh, Callum Underwood, a, uh, a... a guest from Wordcast. You might have seen him in a couple of the episodes he's been in. And he's talking about funding specifically since he is currently a portfolio manager over at Kowloon Knights and talking about oh, like cool. how game funds stand separate from publishers. And then also joining us is Nigel Lowry from Devolver Digital talking about Ooh. the more traditional publishing route. Um, so it should be a good conversation. It's already recorded. It's all sent to the PAX people. And uh, that, Very cool. that'll go up on the last day. We're like one of the last panels of packs online so it's you save the best for last right exactly it's uh 5 45 p.m pacific on cool. september 20th uh so that's the very last day of packs online the packs online sites already up they have like a bunch of like they have like an indie game showcase that's like all based through steam and stuff and they're doing a bunch of nice. it is nine days of content 24 9 um across <laughs> across three different twitch channels because they have three packs twitch channels so we're going to be on right our our panel is going to be on twitch.tv forward slash packs three um nice. but there's also packs one and two they can also check and out packs arena yes the packs arena is like all the esports stuff where they're playing like yeah. valorant and whatever um <laughs> and whatever uh but yeah so you can head over to the pax online site if you want to check out the schedule for that if you want to check out a new website though nelson i do uh well you're in luck if you want to check out new websites because i got a new website for you you can head on over to ward-games.com and check out the brand spanking new ward games website a project that that has been uh I don't. I don't know how. If Nelson's actually looking at a site right now, because the site's technically not live as of this looking at uh, site recording. Okay, OnlyFans.com um, <laughs> slash Whitaker. But uh, yeah, so that's that's been a year and a half of the making, and it's finally live. And it's fucking dope. If you'll excuse the language, so proud of the site. Uh, but yeah, so like you should be obviously like the old site uh, has been kind of long in the tooth for a while. It's just kind of a generic wordpress theme and i don't think it does a particularly good job at highlighting our content but now we have like a huge one that highlights the games and the podcast and there's a whole bunch of different stuff there's a huge tagging system so you can look at different tags you have tags for like different game developers we've interviewed with so like there's a, a huge tunic tag that like shows all the developers from tunic we've had on over time whether it's andrew whether it's harris whether it's becca um general tags for every t- any time we talked about e3 anytime we've talked about or been to a pax uh hidden gems has a huge page dedicated to itself into the mag has a page dedicated for itself best games played has a page dedicated to itself where you can get access to every year's write-ups for all the best games played stuff there is just a ton of content on that site and i'm so it's glad it's goddamn over <laughs> the development's <laughs> over i'm so tired um <laughs> You did a great job, dude. Yeah, this, I uh, this is really killer. I spent. I was up until two in the morning last night realizing, oh, I need to fix all the link redirects so there's not a bunch of broken links on the uh, <laughs> the new site. So, and there's still one that's not 
working properly and i have to fix that because it's kind of a major one because if you go over to word games.com forward slash podcast it will not redirect to our new url word games.com forward slash podcasts plural oh. where you can get access to all of our game or all of our podcasts uh wordcast and attract mode we are still going through our digimon digithon over there on attract mode but uh yeah i um i think that's almost everything i think there's one more thing nelson if you want to wait can i ask you one more question about your website yeah go ahead of the of the movies you have seen so far oh no for attract mode it's a bad question (laughs) not detective pikachu do you have a favorite not detective pikachu and also a least favorite okay so my least favorite's easy my least favorite is the moral combat movie okay because i spent you're a monster i spent spent 20 years of my life listening to these fucking boomers (laughs) just praise the shit out of this movie Mm -hmm. and i finally sat down to watch that goddamn movie and i'm like this is just a shitty 90s action movie like yeah, it's fair. not even like the rock level shitty 90, 90s action movie. Like I'm talking like I don't know if the rocks in the 90s not rock 90s was that like early 2000s. <sighs> I think it was 90s. But like just like that schlocky BT like cheesy horror movie quality. Like it's not a good movie. And all these people that say it's a good movie are lying to themselves because what they're actually <laughs> saying is that they saw three movies as 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 kids or they saw three video game movies in theaters it was a super mario brothers movie it was a street fire movie and then it was this movie and the super mario brothers movie and the street fire movie are just so god awful they're pretty goddamn bad that they thought mortal kombat was just a just an amazing film and it's not it's only slightly more dedicated to the source material and it's sad that you think that it's an amazing film you need to fucking reassess yourself because that is just you're just lying to yourself about like what is what is good and what is not good entertainment all right you can like moral combat you can like moral combat i don't care but it is not a good film okay and you and as long as you're honest with yourself it's like the same fucking people out here that think like kojima games are legitimately good as uh, as opposed to guilty as opposed to guilty pleasure trash like wow okay all right kojima writing all right kojima writing oh yeah yeah that's fair okay um my favorite movie god i mean pokemon's still great pokemon first movie pokemon's still pretty still great. a great fucking film outside of the new ones i've seen uh the final fantasy legend of the crystals is a surprisingly interesting film it is a sequel it is a is a direct sequel to final fantasy 5 Huh. And it's like it's that good it's that good Mobius inspired anime. It is it is like it's just very good. If if you haven't seen it, maybe seek it out. It's got yeah, it's got a lot of charm. It's got a and if you're not that interested in watching it, maybe check out the episode of Track Mode where we talk about Final Fantasy, Legend of the Crystals, and you'll get Hell the entire yeah. impression of that of that movie. Oh, there's a crystal coming out of a person. Yeah, it's coming yeah. It's fucked up. It's weird. There's a lot of we've watched so many anime that it's just like just has so much weird sexualization oh wow yeah just just, um, just so much <laughs> she she uh there's a onlyfans.com slash final fantasy <laughs> legend of the crystals <laughs> i wonder if they have only fans final fantasy like square enix no final fantasy no onlyfans.com for slash squeenix well now i'm typing it in <laughs> oh my god titus no, this page is unavailable. Let's pronounce Titus. 
Oh, I don't know. I thought it was. I thought it was too. And for the longest time, I said Titus, and then somebody said Titus, and then I about had a heart attack. <laughs> um, but there's one more thing, Nelson. We have, we, this, this, <gasps> is the, this is the longest outro we've ever had in Wardcast history. <gasps> um, after uh, uh, our Pax Online panel, we'll have another episode with a special guest joining us. Um, will be uh, Abby Russell. From giantbomb.com. Giantbomb.com's own Abby Russell. Which should be a cool uh, cool chat. I'm looking forward to talking to her. Same. I'm glad she's excited to to join us. Same. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, hey, do you want to be on an episode? And she just goes, no. <laughs> Ew. Absolutely not. What is wrong with you that you would ask me that question? She would never. <laughs> Gross. Uh, but yeah, tune into that. Uh, that should be probably... I, don't know. I would say a week after the the PAX Online panel goes up. PAX Online one. Yeah. Yep. So check out for that. But in the meantime, Nelson. Hi. Where can people find you? You can find me at Whitico on pretty much everything. That's Twitter, Twitch. Don't quote me on that. Art Station, Dribble. Um, you can also go to witted.co. That's W-H-I-T-T-I dot C-O for links to everything, including the Video Game Book Club. Awesome. Uh, and you can find me at Dylan Vento. That's D Y L A N I L V E N T O. I made a. I had a very. Uh, make sure to write out a very specific note when I was submitting the the packs online panel because there was like lower thirds and stuff, and they were like, "Is there anything you'd like us to know?" I was like, "My last name is spelled capital I, capital L, uh, not I I, not L L." Because I know with the sans serif font, a capital I and a lowercase l look pretty much identical. I think like a lowercase l is like two pixels higher than a capital I and a sans serif font. So if you could, uh, please use all caps or a serif font <laughs> for lower thirds. Well done. Hopefully, good good call out. Hopefully they do that. I don't know. Yeah, but they probably already probably have use all caps. They're probably going to use all caps if I yeah. if I had any uh, inkling. Especially um, for the names. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, I can't be the only name that has, like, some weird uh, edge case like that. But, yeah. You can find me there. Or uh, you can find uh, us. You can find Ward Games on Twitter at Ward Video Games or online at ward-games.com. And if you like this podcast, you want to listen to any of our other podcasts, you can go to ward-games.com forward slash podcasts until I fix that redirect. Word cat of podcasts or go to word hyphen games.com for slash wordcast or word hyphen games.com for slash attract hyphen mode to get each of our individual podcasts um, or just search for them wherever podcasts are sold. Nelson, thank you for staying through this long outro. It's been a pleasure, my friend. Uh, this one goes out to Alex Damrath. Hope he's feeling better or hope he never got sick of the first place. One time to the, to the big AD. Mm-hmm. Pour one out. Uh, we'll see you next time. Bye.